Hello and welcome to... How to Stay Married So Far. Do we sound really wanky? Yeah. Yeah, sorry for being wankers. It's actually... Guess what? 18th wedding anniversary today <laughs> and so far it's been terrible. What do you mean? There's another fly. We have tried to do this podcast numerous times. Flies. We're going to just go with this Then one. Mark's eyebrows were so long I couldn't concentrate so we had to trim his eyebrows. It was actually an emergency eyebrow hair growth at... That's kind of interesting, because what are we talking about today? Are we talking about whether the last 18 years of marriage have been worth it? I don't know what we're talking about. Can you not do that with the what scissors, because it's about? really annoying? I've had to sit and watch your hair growing before my very eyes. That's what I mean, but is that one of the details of being married to someone? Show them the, the pair of scissors I just used to hack off the like edges. A pair of shears. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so it's 18 years... Today, and actually, the weather outside is very, very similar to the day, mm. this day, 18 years ago. Mm. Uh, but it was ironic, because one of our dear subscribers had to remind us that actually... We was, thought it was 17 thought years. it was 17 years. But it's like you always add a year to my sobriety, because you're so impressed, you think it must be longer. You're always wrong. It's, it's like, is it is it an achievement? You know, people sort of go... I always find that people, when you talk about how long you've been married, we've actually got to a point in our marriage now where I never thought... I would ever hear the sentence that I've been with anyone with it for 18 years. Well, when I said it yesterday, I was doing an interview for some magazine and I said it. And she said, oh my God, that's so impressive. And it, it was only her response that made me think, oh, is it? I know. I mean, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Even though I see our beautiful 17, almost 18 year old daughter every day. I can't believe it. What, you it. mean you literally can't believe the statistical The fact. amount of time we have been married. I know. The statistic of it, the years. I know. Because in some ways it seems like such a short amount of time and others obviously it feels like a very long amount of time. What does that mean? God, that sigh and eyebrow raise spoke you, of vol volumes. I think when we both think back over 18 years and we both think of what we've had to put up with, with each other, both of us equally, you know, the difficult times. Because if you can think of the good times, it feels like nothing. And then I think it's the same with any couple. If you think of the bad times, you think, God, it can feel like... I hate it. Like last week we had a really vile, vile, horrible argument. And it made me so sad because it made me remember the times when we used to argue like that all the time and it was so awful when the kids were much smaller. And so when I think about that, it can feel... It, it's just almost impossible to work out and feel the real time of it because in some ways it feels like a 100 years ago and yet a really nasty argument can take you back to it in, in seconds. And I think that's the same for all marriages, isn't it? It's just a piece of elastic that goes... Mm that goes in and out and in and out. But I'm proud of it. I'm proud that we've worked through a lot of stuff that was very difficult. And on paper, there's no way the two of us should have survived our relationship. In fact, yesterday, again, in this interview that I was doing, um, the interviewer asked me, she said, Were there, have there ever been times where you thought you, you wouldn't make it? I said, it's funny. I said, because... Both of us are very, very difficult people. We're both on all the time. I mean, our levels. If you think about just this morning mm. before we set up to do this, all the peaks and troughs and the mania and the like intensity and the like eggshelliness that's gone between us. And then there's been 15 different emotions and 10 different discussions. And then here we are sitting down talking to each other. 
And I said that people, if they spend any amount of time with us, people, don't get me wrong, I said to her, people do love us and we're great company, but people don't want to be around us for too long. Like if somebody came to stay, it would be like one night and then they'd want to go because we're very, very exhausting people. Mm. And sometimes that's been very difficult for us to maintain and a lot of our relationship I think has been run on adrenaline and cortisol and all these things and we've had big dramas and we've had huge um, mountains to climb and we've climbed them su successfully and we've overcome them and we've done brilliantly but through all of those hard times and all of what we are that would on paper say these two cannot be married they just can't be married because we're too similar in some ways the one thing that has been enduring throughout and will be till the day that we die, and I'm not ashamed to say this, even if it sounds like I'm bigging us up, because we do spend a lot of time knocking ourselves, I think we're both deeply kind. Mm. I think we both have deep kindness, and that is what has carried us through everything yeah. and will continue. And when we're unkind to each other, it's so horrible. It's it's so horrible because it's it's removes it removes us from the thing that glues us. I think. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I think I think we, because of course, one, one we are on all the time. We are intense all the time. Even yeah. in our downtime, we are intensely yeah. downtiming, and and that I, I have to confess is exhausting for both of us. And I think it's very. I mean, I'm sometimes surprised we don't almost blame the other one more often for the fact that we rarely get you know because even if we it's like even if we have time to not be at that 100% because I get what you're saying about people being around us I think they find us very entertaining and very engaging but very exhausting and um that exhaustion I mean like for example just this morning I haven't felt in a bad mood at all but I haven't been easy with myself and that's lack of ease with myself in a marriage or in a relationship is very hard to explain away because it might mean that it sounds like I'm being a bit me, 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 me. But actually, perhaps all I'm needing at that point is privacy. But at the same time, what I'm also feeling is I don't want to be private because it's our anniversary and because I want to be with you. But, you know, there, there are, you know, we are such an amalgamation of abstract emotions. It does sometimes strike me as it's, it's, it's like a miracle. I always talk about the miracles of nature and the miracles of birth and all that, but it's actually a miracle that two people can, with everything that goes on in a human being, can stay orbiting close to each other. And that's what I call it. And I, and I think the thing you said about kindness, I do think that that is the commonality between the two of us. And I do think also that we do, and we've come to trust, that where I feel you're controlling sometimes or where you feel that I'm you know, I don't know what sort of controlling, controlling in a different way, but um, but also where perhaps it looks like I'm I'm not I'm not heeding what's right for the kids or all that, or I'm just trying I'm just going for kind of a good time. You know, even within all of that, there I, I hope I mean I presume it, I hope it comes back from you too. There's an an understanding that we trust each other to that when we pull the other one up, we are coming from a place of ultimately kindness. We might not like to hear it at the time. It could be said at the wrong time. It could be. You know, but everything comes with the best of intentions. You know, right down to where even where you think I'm just being, you know, I don't know, Mr. Hero with the kids. I'm sometimes trying to enact a sort of buffer zone and where, 
you know, I think you're being controlling, you, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're actually doing what's required at that point. And so, you know, I do think, I do think we trust each other implicitly and that on a certain level, we're kind of looking out for each other. But at the same time, I mean, I do, I do think, you know, 18 years, I, I do go through these fears sometimes that we have been through such a lot. And I'm, and I'm certain that a lot of relationships at this point can look for problems. You know, I think that happens a lot in relationships where people look for problems because there aren't any. And I mean, if you look at our circumstances at the moment... I don't know if I agree with that. People, I think people... Well, I think people get itchy feet. You know, there's always those phrases, isn't it? The seven-year itch, the 12-year, all that kind of stuff. I don't mean literally itchy no, for so long. I think people might look for where they're dissatisfied or they're unhappy or they're overwhelmed. Mm. I think happy people don't look for a reason. I think it's people that... Um, I think it's people that, that that maybe aren't happy in their relationship look for a reason to leave it. I mean, I do you ever get this where you think I can't remember what I was like before I met you, mm. and I think that's what people can get sometimes when you lose yourself within a marriage because you just have to because to a degree because you're having to. Um, like you say, you know, with that constant orbiting another person, another person's needs, another person's idiosyncrasies, another person's dreams, another person's hopes, fears, whatever, you are going to lose a certain sense of yourself. That's my point, though, but you've kind of answered my point. Yes, you do. But I think people's... The easiest thing often to look at and point the finger at for why that change has happened is the relationship that you're in, not the fact that actually we've also grown over 18 years. Yeah. If we haven't been together... one thing. Yeah. But the thing I would really like to find again is my... And I know we always talk about this sweetness of doing nothing. I think... I think... Because you're an alcoholic, sorry, not alcoholic, because you're a workaholic. Recovering alcoholic. (laughs) Recovered. Because you're a workaholic, I I do have downtime. I will say, well, I'm going to do, I'm doing nothing. I I always feel guilty. And I was thinking about this the other day because it's really difficult when somebody works all the time, like you do, like all the time. You never switch off, ever. It's really hard to relax and not feel guilty. So I always feel guilty when I'm doing nothing because you're always working so hard. And and I was trying to remember the other day, did I used to feel guilty? Was this, have I always been like this? Is this in my essence anyway, where I feel guilt about everything anyway? I mean, it's not that you make me feel guilty. You don't make me. It's totally, I, I bring it up in myself. And I worry so much. I mean, looking forward to the next 18 years, I really worry about both of us because we are still relatively young and to be switched on in the way that we're switched on at all times. I mean, I'm hugely dramatic and always have been, you know, nothing's just, I don't just say something. I say something and it's like, oh my God, you know, I give everything the same energy as I would if I was running from a cheetah. And so do you. And I really worry about, if I'm thinking about the future, the only thing I really worry about, I don't worry about us not loving each other. I don't worry about us getting itchy feet and wanting to leave each other. I don't worry about any of that. I worry mostly that we're going to run, that we've used up too much and that we're going to become ill. 
we're going to have heart problems, we're going to have cancer. That's my only worries about us as a couple and where I think, where I think that we're more toxic. I think years ago we were toxic for each other in that we were trying to work out shit that was going on in ourselves from our past with each other in our rows, in our... Mm you know, in the way that we, we we had such a breakdown of communication. And I think to a large degree, we've sorted a lot of that out. And I think we do. And I think through lockdown, our relationship has got deeper and more meaningful. So I don't have a massive worry. Years ago, I would have, oh my God, I don't know if our marriage can survive the jealousy. Oh my God, I don't know whether our marriage can survive this disconnect and I don't know where it's coming from. I would have had lots of those things. But the thing I only really worry about now is the fact that we don't sit easy with doing nothing. So Where do we relax? Where do we take time out as a couple? Where do we... We're also... We love our business. We love our social media um, platforms. We, you know, we find them hugely I'm satisfying. Only, I hate to break the news to you. I'm only starting to get going with creating more... Because, of course, you know, I mean, I... I've kind of, I'm shifting all of my filmmaking and, and program making skills over to these new platforms. I want to be making new, fresh stuff. So Which I love. For me, I, I, but I, I hear, see... I haven't stopped, I hear seven days a week, 16 hours a day. Yeah, no, I get that. And I yeah. do worry, I'm older, I'm seven years older, but I really worry about being a widow. A widow? Mm. Oh, right, okay. Because sometimes I worry you're going to be one of those people that's just going to suddenly so, so drop the so dead. So far part of it is 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 the potential for me dying suddenly. I worry that you're going to suddenly drop dead because you don't understand about what you're doing to your body with adrenaline and cortisol. No, 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 I no. Get all of that, but... no, no. But you don't understand when you're really tired at four o'clock. You get up and do a, a level five Joe Wicks to give yourself another burst of adrenaline so you can work for another ten hours. And I'm standing over here looking at you, go. Oh my God, he's going to have a heart attack one day. Yeah, but and I mean, then you go, I've got my heart, I've got my resting heart rate to forty-two. It's like mm. you don't know the things I know about the human body because I read about these things because I don't want you to have a heart attack. But a resting heart rate down there's good. Anyway, I mean, yeah, but also at the same time, we're constantly innovating, we're constantly diversifying in our work and in what we do. You recognise that you know you might not, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is tied into a slow professional shift of emphasis you know to book writing to podcast to you know all sorts of different things that we're doing and those things require a sort of a, a combined effort between the two of us so to be honest with you a lot of my grafting I, I see as a, an act of generosity because I see myself I've always seen myself as being the one in the engine room not with any sadness or pity or anything like that I love like my grandmother I want to be the one turning the carbines getting, get getting going. and if I can just that. ask you to just do a little bit here or there alongside everything else that you're doing great then I can get on with doing that so you know I mean it's not just but born I'm not of a senseless about kind of and focus don't, and I don't think it is senseless if we're talking about where we are today with our marriage and how we look into the future the only fear I have is you dropping dead because you don't take any time out all of those things are brilliant and all of those things can can blossom and can flourish and can you, I really believe you are going to realise all your ambitions, whether it be filmmaking, whether it be document, whatever. But I just worry 
that you have ne I never see you have the sweetness of doing nothing. Never. Never. Mm. Yeah. So going back to the list of things that you would have said, say, 12 years ago, I mean, things like we have worked through, and this is almost a roll call of something. But what do you think about what I just said there? Yeah, no, well, I've kind of, I mean, I, I hear you. No, but you I went, mean, yeah, okay, and then you moved well, on. Well, I'm going to, I want to move because, back. Because imagine. That's today's problem. But imagine, but imagine that we were 18 years married, and I just said all of that to you about over drinking, because mm. I was worried about you, because I love you. You wouldn't mm. be able to just move on from that. And this is something that I worry about. No, I know. But I mean, again, I don't... I, yeah, I mean, it's an enormous thing, isn't it? Work, life, balance, and especially when we work together as closely as we do and all of that kind of stuff. So it's an incredibly complicated thing that will not, I will not be able to answer. I hear you. No, I no, hear what you're saying. No, you're not able to answer, but I'm thinking of the listener and I'm thinking of the listener who many people have this situation within their marriage where they're watching their loved one work themselves into the ground. Yeah. And it's a really difficult conversation well, for people to have. And I'm just mindful that a listener will hear that I tried to have that conversation with you and you went, yeah, we've done something. No, 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 no. Because in a way, I'm wanting to kind of scroll back a little bit and look at what, where, there, is there a pattern? So, you know, jealousy was a major problem. Alcoholism was a major problem. Um, I'm, you know, a roll call almost of some of our highlights of, of previous <laughs> How to Stay Married So Far podcasts. You know, we've been through a lot together. We've been through acute experiences, whether it be childbirth, miscarriage, um, you know, the death of loved ones, mental health crises and things like that. We've also gone through, I mean, there were times when I look back, if I think, I mean, maybe this is a nice thought, you know, when I think of what I'm proudest of in our relationship, that I've achieved in our relationship, without a shadow of a doubt, it, it, they're, they're kind of connected. It, it's stopping the drinking and managing to maintain that. Admittedly, I drop the ball all the time when it comes to the continual self-care around AA meetings or whatever that be. Um, and yet at the same time, I am forever employing so much of CBT and AA on a daily basis to get me to... I mean, I know you could see me at a certain level and think, I wish you could be better or you could be better. I'm, I tell you now, I'm there, whereas actually I can start most days feeling there and, those, and I, I fill up slowly during the day. But I feel most proud of that. But I also feel most proud of still continually working hard at the jealousy issues. I feel, you know, I do feel proud of where we've come to, where we've got to, how things have shifted, how you felt, how you felt sort of liberated by that, how you felt less eggshelly. And I, you know, I'm pleased and relieved because with all due respect, as an individual, you don't necessarily know as you when you when you decide you want to stop a bad part of your behaviour, if you like, because it's having a negative effect on someone you love. You don't necessarily know how much that's a part of your personality that's just horrible. Yeah. And without it, yeah. you're not going to be able to function. And what I've discovered is I I didn't want you to be feeling like that. Do you know what I mean? I didn't. I wasn't small minded. I wasn't. And I presume that's why you've stayed with me because you recognised that I was a kind of person. And I'm pleased that I've managed to remove. And that's not to say that I don't have to deal with it on microscopic levels every day, all the time. I do. I do. And I know that. I know that it's a struggle at times. But. I don't come at it from a position of, oh, you've got this, I haven't got that, or you've got that. I come at, from, come at it from a position of, I know you, you have compassion for the fact that I struggle with certain parts of my life. So, you know, I feel very proud of that. I feel very proud of the fact of if, if I cut back to where we were in the hellhole, and you're right, the row we had the other day reminded, took me back to a time of, 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 of real 
Horror. Horror and angst and anxiety, and, and, but also a feeling of not being heard. So I feel proud of all those things. I do sometimes, and you know, not everything's perfect, I do sometimes look to the future and, you know, it's, 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 it's a, I mean, it's a sort of stereotype that, that comes out. And I do sometimes ask myself, and I have to check with myself, that do things get easier and better in life because one doesn't challenge things as much. So, for example, you are a, for a fact, as our friend Rachel says, you are a, what they called a sort of alpha female. And you are an incredibly powerful persuader and, I mean, controller, not in a controlling way, but in a, you know, you can control the proceedings, right? You're an entertainer, you're dramatic, you're all these things. I know I am too. But I do sometimes worry, as we look forward, to the extent that I might, you know, how much of what I'm doing, which is right and fairer and kinder, is is that, and how much of it is just capitulating, and with the with the sort of passage of time, one just gives up. And I'm sure there are many things that you feel the same with me about. I well, I think that's interesting language because capitulate and give up are both negative yeah, words. Yeah. I think when you remember when you're younger and people say marriage is about compromise, and you go, "Ugh, yeah. that sounds awful." Well, I never yeah. want to be married. But it is, and mm. I think the other word is compromise. Yes. And I think that it is not, I have, comp- I compromise loads in a day, you compromise sure. loads in a day, and neither, and what you get to, it could be, oh God, now I'm shutting up and not saying this. Mm. No, you've mm. realised, you pick your battles. Mm. Some stuff you just go, okay, and you just, and you let it go. It's if you're like, oh God, that's still really pissing me off. Mm. That's a different thing compromise is allowing space for us each to be different and not to call it up every single thing and I just think that that's a really important distinction and I think all good marriages do it Mm. I mean I can see when I look back at what I was going back to your comment of you don't remember who you were I mean I can remember who I was I mean interestingly just a series like normal people I think the reason it was cutting it it was cutting so close to my heart so much of it less the really the falling in love it wasn't about it reminded me of a relationship it was about not having children and having well, it, it was that's it was what about i really that... can't remember what was i like for children it's not so much the relationship yeah it... and i got a lot longer than you did without children. i was gonna say but so for yeah. me it was a really shocking reminder of how little time i spent how in that place you cut it. and if i'm truly being selfish and i don't think parents it's very hard for parents to sort of say this sort of thing sometimes. But if I could change anything about my life, I think I'd have allowed myself to have a bit more time for myself. Oh, God, yeah. Because, you know, at the age of 23... No, and I mean, you know, I was at the age of... Anyway, so, but if I think back to the former me, I don't really think back to the former me that you met. You I think back to the it. former me before I became a father because that's the me, if I'm honest, I miss most. Yeah, but that's the me I miss most. That's the me that... I was enjoying getting to know. And that was a me that became a very different me because I love my daughters and I became a different man. How old were you when you had Izzy? 23. God, two years younger than Izzy is now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And sometimes I think through our marriage, I, I have forgotten that you're seven years younger than me. And sometimes I do have to literally take myself away and remind myself of that. Like when I'm saying to you, I wish you just wouldn't be so, you know... 
such a workaholic because I want you to rest a bit more. I want you to look after yourself a bit more. I want it many times on this podcast and in our reality show we've talked about maybe doing meditation and stretching and all these things to just give you some time for your adrenaline and cortisol to drop. And then I have to remember you are seven years younger than me and it has taken me this long to get to the place that I've got to and I have to allow that. Mm. And that sometimes when when emotion when you have felt really immature emotionally I have to remember, A, I'm a woman, so women mature emotionally quicker than men. Sorry if that sounds sexist. It's, it's true. It's what I believe. And also, you are young. You are seven years younger than me. Mm. And it, and I sometimes I haven't allowed for that, I don't think. And no. sometimes you are emotionally immature because you are younger than me. And I just have to... I've, I've learned to just sometimes go, okay, just sometimes go, that is because he's younger than me. Mm. And that is... There is a... You know, it's almost a decade. That's actually quite a big gap. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's smarting, but it's true. Sometimes you are emotionally immature. Maybe you are. <laughs> yeah, but at the, Come grand, on, at the grand old age it. of 49... I mean, I think, you I still I sulk and storm off. You still sulk. People don't sulk. What do you mean, you sulk? No, but you do. You, you've improved sulking, but for a long time you were a massive sulker. Come on. Admit it. I think a lot of men do sulk because they, they again, they know that, the, that to verbalise what they're thinking is just going to create problems. I mean, I do think it does kick in. I do think men do, men do ossify. And I think one of the things it's important to remember is that when there are sparks of conflict or resistance and what have you, I do agree with our friend Rachel, who also says, you know, that's because there's passion and there are times where we feel stuff strongly. I do worry. I am a, I am naturally suspicious of things just being fine and it's not about creating a problem for the problem's sake but you know you know looking forward to the next 18 years i don't want to become i don't so for example Mm. this is not a criticism of anyone in particular at all but here's something i really don't want to happen to me as a man as a growing older man is that i see your dad sometimes and we all love your dad and we all listen to your dad but sometimes because he's the only male in the family he gets ignored literally ignored at the dining table because all the women are talking well, about other to, stuff. He tends to swing from being worshipped and put on a total yeah, pedestal and being ignored. But also I would say that he doesn't want to engage in anything that doesn't completely just interest true, him. True. So there is it's a two-way true. street there. Uh, so I mean like with my dad I always set real time to ask one question. Because he won't engage good. in what he doesn't want to engage No, 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 you're right. And so, I think men have to be careful when we say, oh well, you know, it'd be nice to be included in it. You know, I mean you know, I recognise that, for example, between you and the girls, there's a different connection over the years that, that is lovely to hear and it's lovely to know that they, they've got a mum that they can talk about all the kind of boys' friends and girly stuff and all that. Um, but I do, I mean, if I have any worries looking forward, if I'm honest, it's interesting that you should talk about work and I wonder whether I use work to keep this fear at bay. I worry about loneliness but not loneliness insofar as I mean I felt very lonely the other day and I was in a house with all of you and I felt very alone and you know I do sometimes worry that there's a fraternity between women in a family especially within families actually that's incredibly natural and I've been surrounded and I've adored female company all my life I mean I genuinely love women and I love the sound of them I love them, I think you're all very funny. I think they're, they're complex, they're, they're mesmerizing. And yet at the same time, as the one man who's given, not birth, but you know, who has four daughters, there's a weird thing that kicks in. There's a weird sort of sense that as I approach my older years, that's possibly why I will double down on work more because 
But I would challenge you on that because that is because you have retreated from social situations because of your anxiety, because of your depression. Oh, but I'm talking and about family. You, no, but that loneliness, you wouldn't have it if you if you worked harder at your friendships. You wouldn't have it mm. because it's not up to our children to no, ease our no, loneliness. No, no, I'm not wanting them to ease <clears> that's not and, That's not in for a minute what I was saying. I was talking about my, at the moment, my solution to it is getting busier rather than plugging in and connecting with other people. And I recognise that's, that. That's exactly what I'm saying to you. You do use it. You do mm. use it to distract yeah. from where other areas where you... And because you love it, don't get me wrong, mm. I love that you love your yeah. work and that you're passionate about it. But you do use it. You are using it to dis distract and to medicate sometimes. You mm. are away from... what well, I know you know the truth of all of this. You know it. You know it. You're a great friend. People love you. You are entertaining... You are fabulous. No, 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 no. And I wasn't you saying will not, for... and you and you don't you don't take the risk. No, no, I'm just talking just generally. I'm not necessarily disagreeing and I have all that awareness and I'm certainly not sitting here saying this like a man child, sadly. I didn't uh, say you were. No, 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 like no I'm not saying you do, but I, what I'm talking about is just a recognition of what things are. And when you are forty nine, yeah, you know, of course I can work on that social side of things, but I'm not you know, a lot of people you know, we're, we're entering, what, the next 25, 30 years of our life. And in families, women, there's a conviviality that continues amongst women within families. That's all I'm trying to say. And men do tend to become quite quiet, quite sort of weird oh sort God, of characters. Oh, my God, this is hilarious. Please go to our playlists <clears throat> on our YouTube channel and check out our family reality show. And then please, can you comment below on just how quiet, retiring, <laughs> no, and muted no, this man is <laughs> in this family? No, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm talking about you. <laughs> what know, are you yeah. saying? Well, no, but it's like I said on my Instagram the other day, you know, muted, loneliness isn't us. just about, yeah, but you can be all those things and, and loud and everything to hide yourself. Yeah, but that is your deep dis-ease within yeah. your soul and not your circumstances. And that's why I would ask you, and I think we can both, we should both both ask something of each yeah, other. before we do of that. Of what we'd like moving forward yeah, in our marriage. I know I'm going to finish. And what I would like to ask you is, and you can be having a little think about what you'd like us to, to ask me to change or to work on, is I would like you to commit to a weekly AA meeting. For the next six months. Okay. Because I see a massive change in your dis-ease with yourself when you do it regularly. Mm. Do you think you could do that? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy them. And I'm not not doing them because I'm like, oh, I don't want no, to do them. I tell you why you don't do them. Because of what we st I started this conversation with. You don't give yourself that time. No, no. You no, say, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And I look at you and I think, you can't give yourself an hour... For something that makes you feel so much better, you deserve to give yourself that hour. Mm. You give yourself all the time to everybody else. Take that hour for yourself. I'm saying this because I love you and I see the difference in your in your equilibrium is completely different when you when you've been to a meeting. So, can you do that? Yes, of course. Shake on it. <laughs> I mean, well, no, the that before I ask you something to do, because I was unprepared for that possibility. Um, <laughs> it's a smorgasbord of delights you can choose from. Yeah. Um, what would you say you're proudest of in terms of what you've achieved within our marriage? Because I think it's sometimes, it's easy to kind of look at the other person, because I know you're proud of my stopping drinking. I know all those things. But what are you proudest of in yourself? 
It, or in myself. Hmm. Because, you know, for me, if I think about it, if I think about the thing I've wanted to give you the most, it was sort of, it was obviously the drink is one thing, but then it was the kind of follow through of jealousy and everything. I really, really wanted to give you that respect. I really wanted to make you feel exactly what you wanted. Do you know what I mean? It was so, it was really important to me that that was worked out. How? We've talked about it in many other podcasts, but, you know, um, but yeah, and no, I'm just curious to know what you're proudest of in terms of your achievement in this, in this marriage. I mean, do you think you've grown as a person? Do you think you've changed? Do you think you've, do you think you've, I don't know, do you feel a success in marriage or do you feel? I think maybe what I'm proudest of is how much I have learned and grown. I'm really proud that I chose to marry somebody that's really, really smart. <laughs> That's kind of nice to hear. <laughs> because I've learnt so much from you that I just didn't know, so. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, I mean... I... So I think that, yeah. I mean, I've got... I've married the smartest person I've ever met, even though you could be a right idiot. Oh, my God, I can't believe what an idiot can be whilst being really <laughs> smart. Jesus Christ. Um, but I think that's why we are so... That's why we are a good match, because you're very, very book smart. I'm not book smart. You're very kind. I'm kind. And I'm, I think, though you've grown a lot, I, I, have, I have a very strong emotional intelligence. Mm. And I think I could see what you couldn't see in mm. you. I could see it before. And I think that it was very, very difficult for many years with... Um, working out the emotional entanglement that you had with your past and with and the difficulties with your with your daughters and how difficult that was for you dealing with being an absent father and your difficult relationship with your mum and I think that I I think I'm proud of the fact that I very much just kept putting to one side what I would have liked to have said and done and just mm. kept doing what I thought was right. Mm. I just kept on with what I thought was right, even though it felt very wrong sometimes for me and you and for our family. But I think I'm, I think the fact that I just saw your girls as little girls that were like stuck in the middle of a very difficult situation and just wanted to protect them and protect your relationship. So I think that's what I've done well in our marriage and and, and making you and your mum's relationship work, even when sometimes that was difficult. Or not making mm. you make it, making you stick no, with no, it. I helping agree. you, not yeah. making you, helping you stick with it. Because you might not remember that times it was really, really touch and go mm. as to whether you and your mum were going to be able to fix your relationship. Mm. And even though I knew a lot of what had gone on and I could have, you see, because I'm very... I'm very, I react and I could have easily reacted and gone, Bill, your mum and she's mm. pretty, and I didn't. I held firm on that and just thought, no, whatever their relationship was, it's very, very important for this man to maintain these relationships. Otherwise, he will be really cast adrift and that will be very dangerous for his mm. health. Mm. So, 
Yeah. Well, you say you feel like you chose the smartest, but I mean, I, I thought like I mean, the right decision I made was to hitch up with someone who could see things for what they were, could recognise, you know, what was right and what was wrong and everyone's part in it in a sense, but knew what was best for me. And you've managed to, on countless occasions, put aside and sacrifice your own hurt. You felt a lot of hurt at the hands of a lot of things in, in my life and a lot of rejection and a lot of pushback. And yet you've, you've steered a very steady, as steady a course as you could to make sure that what the outcome was was the best for me, whilst also cradling and holding those three key personnel in my life, Izzy Fleur mm. and Nanny Di. Um, I mean, Anne, yeah, before that, you know, and you I were... think, you know, the thing is what you always wanted growing up was a family. And sometimes mm. when you've had very dark days and you've said, what have I achieved? I say, just look at what you've achieved. You've got, you've got a marriage that so many people mm. would love to have. You've got children that adore you. And this is a huge achievement. Mm. It's a huge achievement in a throwaway society where people move on so easily. And we've had... S- a lot more to deal with in some ways than many, and we've stuck it out. Mm. That's cool. I've got a little present for you. Oh. Because it's lockdown, it's really difficult to get anything. Oh. I've done you a little, little jar of promises. Oh. I've got you a present, but it hasn't arrived yet. So you can just open one. So these are things that you can trade in at any point. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't see this if you're listening. If you're watching uh, so on YouTube, so I'm opening a, a sort of a jar of jars. little wishes. Eighteen, eighteen, 18 for wishes. eighteen years oh, of marriage. Sweet, sweet so these are things. Thing to do. These are things that you can call up at any time. You're oh. not going to go through all of them, but you no, can. But I'm going to do you one. can pick up, open one, and oh, then open it. just pull it open. Oh, oh. Well, I hope it's not a really boring one. Late night, long lie-in, heart. <laughs> Sounds nice. Okay, can I put another one? Let's stick that in there. You can't lose them because you can't trade them in unless you've got them. Would you? I don't. What's the? What is? So when you want these, you hand them in and you say, "Can I claim my?" Oh, and and then they're gone. You only get one. Yeah, you get one go at them. Choose a doc. A doc stroke film. Oh, choose a doc stroke. What? No, I can't read it. A doctor watch and say when. Oh, a doc- documentary? Yeah. Because we're always saying we want to watch that and then we Aww. never do it. Aww. So there's a little tiny one at the bottom that you can take out. Right. Okay, guys, this so is the other very one's... visual. So if, if you're listening on iTunes, I do apologise. There's, just, there's, there's a, a glass one. jar of coloured papers so and they're all, all folded out? up. Yeah, 18 of them. 18 of them. Very and there's sweet. a really tiny oh, this one. this one here. So, yeah. Oh. Lots of hearts on it. Oh my God. I said, can I take back that I married the smartest person I've ever met? He can't unfold a tiny piece of Ask for anything. There you go. But can I put it back in and choose when I use it? Yeah, you can choose when you use it. Is this like, this is a bit like, this is like a superhero jar. Yeah. It's like I've got the power of these, which this is like Aladdin and the genie. Are you my genie? I've always wanted, listener, always wanted with this family 
to do a jar of and they just poo poo me and it really oh. hurts me and they never know it hurts me oh. i want to do this thing i've seen other people do it it might be a bit instagram might be a bit whatever but i actually think there's something really oh, lovely it's really sweet thank you i want a big jar on the table and i want a pile of post-it notes and i want us each day to write something that we're grateful for and put it in the jar because I heard that some people, then on Christmas Day or New Year's Day, they open up the jar and everybody reads what they were grateful for. Don't you think that's, that's so nice? American? But I love it. Yeah, no, I like that. I think gratitude is the way forward for every one of well, our Well, I am incredibly incred- grateful for that. I am, I am going to go ferreting around for certain ones there. There you go. Thank you, Liz. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Well, uh, your anniversary gift is coming, but it's just not the... Uh, it's so male. What? what do you mean? <laughs> Why is that male? Oh, I'm joking. I love you. I love you too. Happy anniversary. Let's try not to have a row today, huh? I know. God Almighty, that'd be an achievement, wouldn't it? <laughs> we do tend to, on these critical days, tend to have huge humdingers of a row, don't we? do. It's really Birthdays. weird. Happy birthdays, Christmas, one. The amount of anniversaries <laughs> in the past where we've ended up driving in... Do- Different directions. Or me leaping out of a car. Especially on the Pearly Way, which was a curious yeah. one. He had it's nowhere annoying. to go. It's a long way to walk home. Anyway. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.